right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. David Coker, uh, proprietor of Dave Mark Inc., um, man about town, marketing specialist, uh, promoter, you know, all around good guy. You know, what can I say? I, I can talk about myself all day long, but I'm going to have my partner could. talk about himself right now. <laughs> Leonard Young, what's going yeah. on, sir? Hey, everything's good, Dave. This is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide. DelawareBlack.com, Black Media Specialist, All Around Good Guy. How was your weekend, Dave? The weekend was good. Um, you know, made it through. Uh, um, didn't really do anything too exciting, but it was it was a good weekend. It was a little chilly this weekend, though. Did you notice that? Yeah, very, very weird. This, yeah, this, it was, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this, this weather will guarantee you a cold if you don't look at it every day. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to gauge it right because it's just like today. Today is a perfect day. I mean, right. you know, um, it's, it's not. It was beautiful today, um, but this is the first full day of spring. You know, because spring really didn't come in till, even though it was yesterday, it didn't start till five o'clock. I think they said five o'clock in the afternoon is when it officially started. So, um, but. Man, I swear the seasons seem like they get shorter and shorter. I know, Dave. Well, you know that that's what happened. Once you pass uh, five zero, you know those the, the um, <laughs> instead of three hundred and sixty five days in a year, they're about three hundred and forty. You know, like well, every, every year, a couple well, of days. Well, it's funny you would off. even say that because you don't know nothing about that. So you know, so I don't. I, uh, I know coming. nothing about. Five zero. Nope. Yeah, you don't know nothing about five zero, even though you're a few years away. From yes, it, I'm. You know, I'm, so. I'm. I'm close. Dave. So today I got. A, <laughs> I, today, today I got a compliment that made me feel great. Uh, okay. This person. What did they tell you? They said I look like they. They were guessing my age to be somewhere in the mid to late twenties, and I said, oh, mm-hmm. "Oh, really? Why? Thank you." Mid to late twenties, huh? Yes. Wow, that's not a compliment. That's a lie, man. What are they telling you that for? Nah, I mean, but I believe that to be their honest opinion, and I'm sticking oh, with okay. it. Okay, okay, yes. all right, all right, all right. I give you thirty something, not twenty. Though I give you something. Okay. You can pass for thirty. You can pass for your mid to late thirty. Right? I will okay. say that. Shoot, I mean, I, I, I wish, I wish I could switch to that age too. Uh yeah well you know uh you get you you getting there though you, you I know you, I know I'm 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 you, a I'm a creeping you, you up Benjamin the hill are you, are you Benjamin Button maybe hopefully we'll, we'll see yeah I'm creeping up that hill my tricycle is like you you know how when you get to the top of the hill and you like barely like you can barely pedal because the incline is is so great I'm 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 almost to the crest. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see how you make out with the crest thing. Okay. Okay. Um. Uh, and and how much? I mean, did you pay that person well? By the way. Uh no, it, it was complimentary. Oh, complimentary. 
yeah, complimentary. Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, it's always good when you get compliments. I mean, you know, um, I had somebody tell me recently, oh, man, I didn't know you were that age that you are. And I started laughing. I said, yeah, I said, how old do you think I was? He said, I thought you were older than that. And I started laughing. <laughs> so, okay. Those right there, those were worse compliments that uh, most yeah. people can, no, he was can mess, just keep he to was themselves. Messing, he was messing with me. He was messing with right. me, though. He knew, yeah. You know, so. But, um, um, hey, you know, the thing about age and, and becoming older, the whole key to that is that we're able to do it. And, you know, because once we start having these, stop having these conversations, that that's where the real problem is. Yeah, you know, you are right about getting older. So, so we're here with spring. The season, the winter is technically over. Uh, you know, even though a friend of mine got stuck up in Ohio over the weekend with <laughs> with snow, they went to visit wow. their mom and got in a snowstorm came out of nowhere and got them. And she hold on, did, hold on, did, did it really come out of nowhere? Or did they not look at the weather? <laughs> Uh, well, probably both. Uh, well, I guess I guess they didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. Maybe they saw some snow, but they didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. And they got stuck there. Matter of fact, one of my coworkers, he went to Ohio during the same week. And he said that they, his, him and his family went up there and they were up there all last week. He said that the snow, they got out of there just as the snow was coming. Oh wow! Yeah, he said he Lucky couldn't believe them. it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so but I'm, I don't even want to talk about snow right now. So, uh, I know. we're we're officially in spring. We're going to clean spring, right? Definitely, nothing else. Okay, okay. All right, there we go. All right, so we uh, want to thank everybody for tuning well, hold, in. Hold on, Dave. I, I got one announcement to make. Um, I know. Wait, hold on. We want to thank everybody oh, okay. for tuning in. Okay, and you know, I, I had a feeling you were going to say something about well, of course, uh, I, I, I got so, to. So, so um, I, I, I want you guys to open your ears, bring in your family and your little kids and everybody to hear what Leonard's <laughs> Get, about. Gather around, okay? gather around. Big, if, if this is what I think he's going to say, it's big news. So go ahead. This is my partner, Mr. Leonard Young, again, people. Dave, Dave, Dave we, we got to do it like they did in the 50s and 60s. All right, everybody, gather around the radio. <laughs> gather around the TV. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so real quick, I just want to let you know. So, of course, you know, we have the, the two mobile home parks in Alabama. And, uh, you know, when we got it, people, you know, thought we were a little crazy. Well, Dave, now they're really going to think we're crazy because my wife and I did a thing this actually last week, last Wednesday. We bought a campground here in Delaware. And, um, campground, very nice. It's, uh, um, camp, it's called GNR campground, uh, 30 acres, about 200 RV and tenting spots and a 10,000 square foot activity hall, 15 cabins. And one of the best parts of it, and, uh, I, I look forward to bringing him on the show, uh, Mr. Norman Dempster, who is the, the founder and really the builder you know, um, of GNR campground, but it's black owned. And, you know, my wife and I were able to keep that legacy. You know, he, um, 
was very gracious in selecting us to be the next owners. But, um, you know, I, I, I kind of don't want to say too much. I kind of want to bring him on. Of course, there's a lot of history because it was the old uh, Gun and Ride Club, which a lot of people are familiar with. When I spoke to you, Dave, you said you were familiar with it. And actually, I, I spoke to a lot of people. That I, was, I was talking today, today to somebody, and I said campground in uh, Houston, Delaware. And they said, oh, the Gun and Ride Club? And I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> you know, so that, that name travels. But um, hopefully in the next two weeks, we can bring them on, Mr. Norman Dempster, a very, very good guy. And I mean, really the the pioneer of this this campground, you know, founder, builder, creator, a man of many talents. He he was a former contractor, former DJ. But um, long story short, hopefully we can bring him on soon. But um, just everybody, if you're looking, for, if you have any camping needs, activity hall needs, festival field needs, um, you know, give us a call. Check out gnrcampground.com or Google GNR Campground. All right, Dave, ready to get started. Okay. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Did you say where the place was, Lenny? Yes, it is in Houston, Delaware. So it's it it looks like Houston, but it's pronounced Houston. It's in Kent County. It's about twenty minutes south of Dover, five minutes, five to ten minutes from Harrington, ten to twenty minutes from Milford, Delaware, and maybe thirty minutes and less from Seaford and many of the beaches. Black owned. Yeah, black black owned. And first of all, let me say to my partner, congratulations on thank you, the thank big you. move. And uh, you know, uh, you know, when he first told me about this, I was I was thinking he was talking about the Gun and Ride Club, but you know, he kept calling it DNR, and I just never clicked it. Uh, okay. You know, right. you know. And then I kind of looked it up. I thought that's the Gun and Ride Club. I know mm-hmm. where that is. So you know, but uh, for anybody that's been here in Delaware and you know um, know anything about Laura. Lower Delaware, you know, the Gun and Ride Club has been a place that's been around for a long time. So, and a lot of people know about that. And yes, it is black owned. It's still going to be black owned because my partner is definitely black. And, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and this is a big move. And um, I'm really, really glad that he and his wife um, were able to make a purchase like this. And be able to uh, pull this off and it just tells you what hard work and dedication will do because uh, I've known this guy a long time. He's been grinding for a long time, folks, and uh, to have something like this to fall in his lap, you know. Uh, what do you say, falling on my lap? Well, I, I mean, they, they, if you think about it, you, you know, they could have went another way. Oh, yeah. No, they, they definitely could have. We, yeah, they could have went another way, but they felt very comfortable with you guys, and they and they worked with you in order to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And so I look forward to meeting Mr. Dempster yeah, uh, when we do have him on the show. And he's a big historian from what I understand as well. So, um, you know, so folks, when you get a chance, you know, give Leonard a shout out, you know, can let him know. Congratulations. And him, uh, him and his wife Yolanda, and you know, and um, let's hope for um, bigger and better things, and especially great things from this camp campground. So, yep, definitely, um, yeah. So, like I said, congratulations, sir. And um, remember, he's my partner, folks. So, you know, I'm gonna be good too. So, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, 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 Dave, 
now, now you, you can tell everyone who be calling you when they be like, Leonard missed the show. Leonard ain't get the show. No, 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 no. no we're not excusing him. Okay, no, folks, no, never, not, never. No, 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 no. You know, you know, he has a commitment to this show, right, Leonard? Mm, I, I do. Committed. Okay, I mean, you know, because, I mean, you know, we can do, we can find somebody else that rhymes, you know, well, in the name, in the title, you know, <laughs> with right. news and trends, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, we put ten. <laughs> we put some other people in there. So, uh, so, but anyway, but anyway, so we're gonna go ahead and get started with today's show. Um, you know, stop talking about the millionaire over there. Um, so, um, um, what are we gonna be talking about today, sir? Yeah, so today we have a couple topics. First one is gonna be the top ten destinations for Black travelers for spring and summer of 2023. Then we're going to speak about um, a new survey reveals how black women feel about dating. I'm scared of that one. Uh, after that, we, <laughs> after that, we have Minnesota becomes the fourth state to offer universal free school meals. And then we're going to uh, wrap up the show with um, hate crimes rising throughout the U.S. And then, of course, Dave's Corner. Can't have them all. One must go. So I'm, I'm curious to see what some of them questions may be. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's get started then. First topic. All right, Dave. So the, the first thing we're going to talk about is, um, and this story comes from News One. It says the top 10 destinations for black travelers is spring and summer. And Dave, I'm going to give you, uh, and, and this is in the United States. These 10 consist of ones that are in the United States and worldwide. Dave, I'm going to give you three guesses, and, and then we'll just see if any of your three are on the list. Okay. What you so, think? All right. So you said in the United States and worldwide, yep. right? Yep. Hawaii. Okay. Well, hold on. Yeah, on I mean, well, no, no. Tell tell me your three, and then I'll go through one by oh, one. Okay. All right. Say. So I say in the United States, I say Hawaii. Well, no, no. You only get three total. Well, that's what I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready oh, okay. Three. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. You know, um, Hawaii, um, Jamaica, um, the West Indies. Okay. All right. So let's go through. Um, I, I briefly looked at it. So some of these would be surprises to the both of us. All right, so for the first one, and this is going to be what they have is number 10, is Panama City. And they're saying Panama City is a bustling destination for Black folks. You'll find a little bit of everything packed into this Latin American country. Uh, many Black travelers to go, um, many Black travelers opt to go around January because they have a, it looks like a great Panama Jazz Festival, but there's still a lot to do. And, um, so they said, you know, Panama City, Panama City, Panama, Panama City, or Panama City, <laughs> tongue twister, Panama City, Panama. Thank you. Okay. Um, it, it's very popular and has, uh, you know, great views. So that is number 10. I've never been. I've heard some good things. Have you ever been, Dave? No, but, you know, if, if, when I was coming up, like when I was like in my early 20s or whatever, that was a very popular to go to but i just don't hear a lot of people talk about panama anymore oh, wow. yeah well yeah but this, I don't know. this spring summer you may 
Number no, 10, okay. and this is, a, I guess, a, a surpriser. They have Church Creek, Maryland. Um, so they Church said, Creek, uh, it, yep, they said Church Creek, Maryland uh, could be a great option as well. It's a quaint city. Um, you will find the Harriet Tubman Underground Railroad National Historical Park. Visitors who step foot into the museum get to see the Freedom Fighter's childhood home and pay homage to her um, heroic efforts with the Underground Railroad. Of course, Tubman freed about, so this one says she freed about 70 people during her time. Um, I've heard more, but. Yeah, uh, it's a lot more than 70 yeah. people. Yeah. And um, of course, you know, Harriet Tubman went back multiple times, helped many um, slaves. And, and we get the, the famous quote from her that said, I could have freed many more if they only knew they were a slave or if they knew they weren't free. Um, so that is number nine on the list. Number six. Yeah. Okay. Number eight is Lisbon, Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal. And it said, if you're looking to travel to Europe for a fun vacation, add Lisbon to your list. Um, this spring, summer is a perfect time of year to beat the rush of busy tourist season. They have a bevy of historical sites in the bustling city, Sale Jorge. Um, and it said, Lisbon is a cultural melting pot home to many Brazilians, Angolans, Cape Verdean migrants. And you'll get to experience some great food. So, you know, okay. I really don't hear a lot of people going to Portugal. So this this, this may be one of those. Well, you uh, know, that's one of the top destinations to move to. From the oh, United is it? States. You know, yes, that for Portugal. black people or just yeah. people, period? period? Period. People, period. They said it's okay. a great place to live and the economy is really, really good over there. Oh, wow. It's very okay, affordable. So the next one we have, and this is one of my, my it's on my bucket list. Ghana, Africa. Wow. Yep. And it said black folks are flocking to Ghana this travel season. The rich city is home to tasty dishes like and and anyone who knows African dishes, forgive me now. Banku, grilled tilapia fish, and the famous red red, which is a bean and fish stew mixed together with fried plantain. Beyond food, Ghana is packed with unforgettable historical and cultural experiences, and many Black travelers are going to the West African hotspot to retrace their roots. So here it said popular landmarks include Elmina Castle, Black Star Square, and Kwame Naruma Memorial Park. So hmm. that, that that's definitely on my bucket list, if, if I can make it to Africa before... And it's funny because there's so many people from Ghana that are moving to the United States. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Next on the list, and this is my uh, my wife's hometown, Virginia Beach. It says Virginia Beach is another statewide, I'm sorry, stateside destination that won't break your bank if you're on a budget. The buzzing vacation spot is relaxing, perfect for families who enjoy the great outdoors. Be sure to check out First Landing State Park, located on Cape Henry in Virginia. It's the most visited state park in Virginia. The buzzing historical site was built by an all-African-American regiment, Company 1371, in the 1930s, and is now a registered national natural landmark. Travelers can visit the booming site to hike, camp, bird watch, and taking all the site's lush views. Okay. okay. Learn, learn something I new every day. Time. I usually 
spend a lot of time in Virginia Beach now. Well, I mean, they, I say, for, they say Virginia is for lovers. I, I see it, Dave. Yeah, well, I spent a lot of time, you know, in my, my 20s and 30s down there. Yeah, Virginia um, is for lovers. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I feel a lot of young people are down there now, though. Yeah, I mean, I I can say I've been, but I haven't been. I haven't been to the beach a lot, but, you know, of course, okay. my wife's family down there. All right, so next on the list we have Brazil. I'm going to try to pick it up a little bit. Brazil will feel like home to many black travelers passing through, mainly because the South American mainstay has a large black population, the largest outside of Africa. Okay, well, I mean, that, that's good to know. Yeah, you know, yeah well, you know, you know, we all call that Brazil. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why? What, um, what, what do we say about it? Uh, that but moving is, on. Uh, so uh, next on the list, <laughs> <laughs> next on the list, we have Paris, France, and this is the city of lights. It's also a must see during this travel season. Paris is hot and rift with black culture, from the arts to incredible food. Popular spots like the Montmartre to relive the iconic journey of black artists like James Baldwin and the legendary Josephine Baker. Okay, so I mean, Paris, France is definitely on, on my list, and I know they have a, you know, a decent well, black population. You ever heard stories though about Paris how that black people aren't treated well there though? I mean, they, I feel like we hear that all of. Uh, I mean, France, Italy, yeah, I've, yeah. I've heard them, and, and let, let's not yeah. even talk about the smaller little countries up in there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, know, and uh, next... I know black people always talk about Paris. So oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you know, Dave, it, it always uh, amazes me. And, you know, and I guess um, we as Americans are very uh, ignorant to this fact, the fact that they're, that black people speak other languages than uh, than just uh, English. So I'll be watching English, a movie. Yeah. On, yeah, I'll be watching a movie mm -hmm. on uh, Netflix and I'll see black people. And I'm like, oh, you know, let me check out this movie. And then they just bust out in some French, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I can't watch this. I, I just assume they'd be speaking. Maybe you're not doing no subtitles, though. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Dave, next on our list is Dubai and the United Arab Emirates. Dubai is becoming a hot travel destination for Black explorers. They're curious about the culture and the country's affinity for luxury and opulence. Shop till you drop at the Dubai Mall or head to the desert for a fun day of dune bashing, which is a popular attraction where you drive over bumpy sand dunes at high speed. It's not all it's cracked up to be. And visitors will also love the Burr Khalifa, which is one of the city's tallest skyscrapers. Yeah, well, you've been there. Do you think all it's all that? Um, I mean, it's definitely on point, but it is definitely a very expensive country. So, you know. Um, you got to bring your American Express for for that trip. <laughs> yeah, and and I just say with with the um doom bashing after about five minutes of the doom bashing, you done seen it all. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we we went. The person drove us around for about thirty minutes. And I'm, you know, after five minutes, you're like, okay, all right, but, I'm ready, I'm done. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. And then last on the list, we have San Francisco, California. And it said wow. you need you need warm weather without the expensive travels travel tab. Head on down to San Fran for a good time, filled with wineries, nightlife, historical sites. San Fran will make the perfect getaway. Don't forget to check out the Museum of the African 
diaspora while you're there. This contemporary museum holds exhibitions and presents artists exclusively of the African diaspora. One of the only museums of this kind. Diaspora. Okay, thank you. Diaspora. Thank you, Dave. (laughs) You you know, sometimes I'm trying to speed read and I just (laughs) round them together. Diaspora. And just for that, you got to take a couple points from my black card. Um, One of the only few museums of its kind. So those are the top 10. Wow, not a bunch of choices were on there. Yeah, and I I think I've only been about two. uh, Actually, I've only been to two of those places. So. Well, at least you've been to two of them. I don't think I, I've been to California, but never well, been to Actually, it's, it's not too far from southern Delaware. It's oh, about okay. 20 miles or less from Seaford. Oh, so it's down in that. So, okay, yeah. you connect from that area. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm wondering if you would set off at 113 or somewhere down that way. I wonder. Okay. Some, something like that. That might be a nice little, you know, trip to take, you know, uh, a history yeah. Back finding type trip. Yeah. 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 So I, I might have to check that out. Yeah. Maybe on my uh, one of those days I'm down there staying in the cabin at the Gun and Rod. I mean the yeah. GNR down GNR there. GNR camping. Uh, Come on, Dave. Then, yeah, then we could take then we could take a ride over that way. So yeah. uh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Sounds good. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here, here's something that uh we're going to talk about Leonard's a little nervous about, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Well, so. Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm not nervous. I'm married. <laughs> so, uh, here are some of the key findings, okay, uh, from a survey that was done that talks about the new state of black women in dating. Okay, and let me let me let me just read a little bit to you. So the top three self-descriptions used by black women are funny, family-oriented, and intelligent. Firstly, it's clear that black women value qualities like humor, family-orientedness, and um, intellect, I mean, intelligence in themselves. These traits are likely important because they reflect important values in black culture. Humor can be a way of coping with adversity. Family is often central to the black experience and intelligence is seen as a way of achieving success and breaking down stereotypes. The least desirable descriptions are ambitious, determined, and resourceful. That's interesting. 
On the other hand, Black women are less likely to describe themselves as ambitious, determined, or resourceful, which may reflect the challenges they face in society. Black women have have, have historically been discriminated against in the workplace and have had fewer opportunities to advance their careers. This can make them less likely to value ambition or determination in themselves because their traits may not always lead to success. That's deep. Um, Yeah. And and actually, in looking at what I just read, it's also true. I mean, when you look at it, because that's the way, you know, over the, over the years, they, they've been kind of looked at that way. So, Uh, It says, good communication is the most valuable attribute in a relationship, followed by trust. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Um, When combined, these two factors account for 62% of what Black women consider to be important in a relationship. When it comes to dating, good communication is highly valued by Black women, which could be because Communication is key to building strong relationships. However, trust is important, which is perhaps not surprisingly unsurprising given that black women have historically been let down by society and may have trust issues as a result. Now, I'm going to stop there for a moment. What do you think about that statement? got quiet for a yeah, I did. So, <laughs> okay so so first i want to backtrack a little bit and then can you say okay. the statement again so i can get a good grasp yeah, of it. He, he wasn't listening no 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 okay. I, I was listening okay. so okay. um when you mentioned the three things that um they're most likely to put in the three things that they um not say shouldn't be put in but like the turn on turn off you know okay. the the one thing i the, there were two words i was glad that I didn't hear in their their descriptions, and you want me to tell you what those two words were, Dave? That that would probably be if I was single, would probably be a turn off to me. What's that? Independent mm-hmm. and strong. Uh, okay. You, you know, I wonder and, and why, why that is. I wonder why that is. Leonard. Can you tell because, me why? Yeah, because okay, if I'm if I'm looking to date somebody. If I hear somebody say independent, they're independent, then I'm thinking they don't need a man. If I'm hearing someone say they're strong, then like I just feel like those words make me think that, you know, and I and I, I know we're getting to the whole thing of one, you know, I want a man, I don't need a man, but you know, I mean, if if I'm in a relationship, I want somebody to need me, you know, and hopefully they want me to need them too. So just you know, when I hear the independent and strong, to me, I'd probably keep on going on those profiles. Okay. All right, All right Dave. Uh, can, can you ask your question again? Okay. Well, let me read this. Let me read the statement again, and then uh, ask your question. Uh, uh, then... percent of what black women consider to be important in a relationship when it comes to dating good communication is highly valued by black women which could uh, be because communication 
is the key to building a strong building strong relationships. However, trust is also important, which is perhaps not surprising, given that Black women have historically um, been let down by society and may have trust issues as a result. So do you find that to be true? Or do you find it to be surprising that they would... Okay, which one? Um, I I believe a lot of Black women have trust issues. Okay, all right. And I and believe I, that too. I, I agree mm-hmm. with you as far as that's concerned. Yeah, and I think so. I think it's a couple things, and I mean, I don't want to get too deep because I, I don't need nobody sending Dave messages about me uh, tonight <laughs> or tomorrow. But you know, long story short, um, and this is not what I say because I disagree. But you know, they say that black women are the least desired like race of females, and I think they said like. Asian men are the least desired, you know, kind of like in the whole dating thing. So it's kind of like if your selection is the least. So, you know, if black women have the fewest selection to go on, you know, I feel like, you know, anytime they get let down, I can see that being like a, a blow to their ego or, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not answering this right, but I, I, I can understand that, you know, black women would have trust issues maybe more than black men would have trust issues. Right. Well, I mean, it's been, you know, this really goes back to slavery, yeah. you know, because of the way that the black women were, were treated as property, um, treated as, um, Breeders, um, you know, caregivers, they, you of, know, they were caregivers of the, of the master's kids, not the even their master's kids. kids, right? Yeah, not even their own kids. They placed mammies to those kids, and um, then you know, um, they would bid winters for the slave owners, and you know, it, it, you know, so a lot of it goes, you know, so the trust issues really go back to the to the history of what happened in slavery and so forth. So, yes, I mean, that statement is definitely a bold and true statement. I agree. And there's another statement that says 80% of black women daters are open to dating someone younger than them. It's interesting that the majority of black women are open to dating younger partners, which could reflect a desire for companionship and the belief that age is just a number. That's an interesting statement. Uh, I don't, in my history, well, yeah, I guess I've dated, you know, at one time I, I exclusively dated older women. So, yeah, I guess that to be <laughs> true. Uh, I just thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I did when I was younger. Yeah. Um, my ex wife was even a few, uh, two years older than me at that time. Well, she still is, so yeah. she always will be. Right. I always well, you know, I, I, I also want to add in that I think black women are more open to dating outside their race than black men. Well, committing outside their race. Yeah. Black men will date outside their race. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but committing to somebody outside their race, you know, unless you're 
athlete or, you know, actor, <laughs> you know, entertainer, they seem to do it all the time. But, you know, right. um, but yeah, the black, black women don't, you know, they don't look at, they tend to be less colorblind when it comes to uh, dating outside their race. Right. Um, and it also says past experiences, relationships have biggest influences on black women daters. Um, the, that's 37%, followed by family is 14%, so, and church and faith is 12%. Woo. Okay. Um, it's not surprising that past experiences and relationships have the biggest influence on black women's dating preferences. So they rather date. Uh, so they rather date somebody who has a big influence on them, followed by a family person, or somebody that's you know, you know, uh, a churchgoer or a Christian or right. somebody like that. Uh, black women have. Uh, likely faced a variety of challenges in dating in the dating world from racism to colorism to sexism, which we all know that. As a result, they may be more likely to seek partners who are understanding of their experiences and values. So that tells you right there that it could be somebody outside of our race. You know, right. it would be somebody who would just fit that mode, you know, for them. Um so uh, you know this 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 survey and everything is saying is that you know uh, they have kind of bent their their whole um, values and 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 beliefs to try to accommodate what would work best for them as opposed to trying to stay in that pocket and say I'm going to date a black man just because he's black right. You know? And I mean, there are a lot of women out there saying, I don't want to date it. Like, I'll date anybody but a black man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is an interesting statement here, too. It says 23% of black women are open to dating someone who is or has been sexually fluid. That yeah. number jumps to 44% when looking at the 18 to 24 age group. Interestingly, a significant number of black women are open to dating someone who is or has been sexually fluid, which could reflect a growing acceptance of diverse sexual orientations and gender identities. Ooh, that is a deep statement. That is deep. <laughs> so, uh, uh, black couple unhappy, it says, um, uh, it says 64% of black women do not feel safe as a black woman in America, and 56% of black women do not feel safe on mainstream dating apps. Of those who do not feel safe on mainstream dating apps, 60% say they feel safer, safer on BLK. What's BLK? Maybe a dating. Oh, you know, may maybe is it an all black? Is it like one of them all black um, apps? Um, apps? Yeah, it must be. It must be because it doesn't say. Huh. I'm safer on BLK. But it's something simple too. Yeah. You know? 
It's concerning that a majority of black women do not feel safe in America or on mainstream dating apps. This likely reflects the systematic racism and sexism that black women face in society. It's heartening to see that many feel safer on BLK. Feel that's something I know, which is dating, which is a dating app specifically designed for black people. Okay, there it is. Yeah. We're here said BLK is the number one dating and lifestyle app for the black community, creating a warming, inviting, and supportive space where black love is celebrated. And it's called, and it's just called BLK. It's not an acronym. Um, It may be an acronym, but it's BLK. Okay. Okay. Uh, I feel that's an acronym, though. It's going to drive me crazy until you figure it out. Um, um, 57% of black women feel they have to work harder than women of other races to be seen as attractive in the dating scene. Now, I believe that, and, and, and actually, I guess that's why we have this new craze, well, I don't know about new craze. I'm going to say uh, more intensified and more um, beautified um, sense of how black women, black women's appearances are. I got to figure out how to say this, but I'll get in my head beat in, um, <laughs> you know, because, you know, right now, big business is makeup, lashes, mm-hmm. hair, hair. Yep. Yeah, you know, and the lashes thing is just crazy. Nails, yeah, all that stuff. And the nails, and, and and you know, the nails are way over the top, and you know, but but they're very popular, and you know, and so, and of course, we want to get into the aesthetics of the body, you know, right. um, BBL spend a lot tucks. of money, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and everybody's work. I mean, you know, when you go to places like. Atlanta, Miami, you know, basically everybody has the same body, you know, yeah. because everybody's getting the same look and everything. So, bought, bought not built. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who's, who who the blame is for that is, you know, who started all that? Who? The Kardashians. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, well, actually, I'm going to take it one step further, but it just didn't catch on until Kim did it. And that's Coco T. Okay. I, I thought you were about to say Anna Nicole Smith around here or somebody. Well, no, but I think no, she was mostly natural, though. Okay. Yeah, but you know Coco T was you know, Ice-T took, took her and made her into mm-hmm. the shape of a black woman, you know. So, gotcha. Um, you know, so. But, you know, this was just, I just wanted to bring this up. I mean, there's more information here, but uh, I just wanted to talk about this in reference to black women and dating because, you know, I've talked to, you know, I have a lot of black women that are friends and, you know, I hear different, different stories, different scenarios all the time about why they may date somebody. And especially when it comes to dating apps and everything, um, I, you know, because I'll, you always wonder what, will make a woman say yes to a certain guy. Right. You know, over another guy, you know, who might be bringing more, 
you know, might have more, whatever, but they go with the lesser guy, you know, and and, and because that person makes her happier. Yeah. So or, when you or, look at those, or, types, uh, yeah, I was gonna say make, makes her laugh because we all hear about like funny can win a woman over over time. You know, I always tell people when I was with me and dating and whatever, one of the things I always tell them: you got to have a sense of humor. If right. you don't have a sense of humor, we're not gonna make it because, yeah, I, you know. Uh, Laughter, I remember I used to read a comic strip all the time. Laughter was the best medicine. That was the name of the uh, comic strip. And and they, and they that is definitely funny. If you go through every day without laughing at, at least once, you're going to be a miserable person. Yeah. And, and nobody wants to be with a miserable person. No, no, no. And because that means that that person's probably depressed. That they have uh, trust issues. Well, a lot of the stuff that we just talked about. You know, they didn't feel accepted. Whatever the case may be. So you got to make sure that the person that you're going to be with is uh, definitely somebody that uh, is going to make you feel happy about your choice. It says this final statement says finally it's clear that the primary intention for Black women on dating apps is to find a long-term relationship which is not surprisingly surprising given that black women are often seeking companionship and stability. Long-term relationships lead to marriage, leading to marriage are especially valued, which may reflect a desire to build a strong, committed partnership in a world that can be hostile, hostile to black love. There we go. You know, so um, I'm sure we have a lot of women that listen to this program and, um, I'd like to hear what you have to say about what, what you heard us talk about here uh, um, and your thoughts on this. Um, I, you know, especially those that have dated on apps, you know, dating apps and, and you know, what your um, feelings are as far as dating on the apps and how have you been successful? Have you not been successful? Did you meet your partner on the app? Whatever the case may be. So please definitely uh, give us some feedback as far as that is concerned. Okay. All right. What we got next, Leonard? Yep. So next we have Minnesota becomes the fourth state to offer universal free school meals. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I thought this was pretty cool. I heard this on, um, I was listening to Samantha Seals. Um, you ever listen to her show? Her radio uh, no. show? Amanda Seals? She talked no. about a, Amanda Seals, yeah. She talked about a lot of really cool facts and and really knowledgeable things. And I heard her talk about this the other day, and I I wanted to check it out. But Minnesota just became the fourth state that is offering not only free breakfast, but free lunch for all schools there in Minnesota, which mm-hmm. is great because Minnesota, you know, has over two point, uh, over 5 million people uh, right. in that state. You know, I think it was only one particular school district that it didn't apply to i forget what the reason was but basically the whole state though and they were saying and the governor uh, signed a bill on march the 17th it's a it they are allowing 800 million for this <laughs> oh wow it's funny they said they said that uh you know, you know, the United States was broke a couple of years ago, but it's funny how they come up with money for stuff that they, they need to come up with. Um, but 
you imagine, you know, because I know uh, when I was in school, you know, if you didn't qualify for the free lunch program, you had to pay for lunch. Yeah, exactly. And, pay and, pay you or know, not so, eat. Yeah, or, and that's exactly what it was. You're, you sit there and watch everybody else eat, you know, so – but this is pretty cool. I thought it was cool that they that they did this, uh, and but they're only the fourth state to do it, and the other states were uh, California, Maine, and Colorado. <laughs> it seemed like three weird states, right? <laughs> you know, Cal- right. California, Maine, and Col- and Colorado. Now. But Minnesota, California, and and Colorado, those are big states. Maine's not that big, not as big as those other states are. Right. But but they all have said it. I would like to see that it's done. Um, it should be across the board. I mean, that's something that, you know, because, you know, right now we even give um, benefits. We have something called the uh, pre-pandemic um um, benefit and what that was for kids who um, get um, who at, who are in school they get a certain amount of food benefits because they have children that are in school to help them this is outside of the if they also get regular food benefits <laughs> this is outside of that they get extra money from the government to help them out with for school you know so um to have a program like this where they get free free meals and everything um uh, I think that's a great thing. I mean, I really I, I I really feel that that's something that I mean, I don't know if Delaware can do it because you know, it's a smaller state and they don't get the funding that these people get. But it'd be nice to see something like that happen. Yeah, I mean, I see no overall downside to giving free meals at school. Yeah. You know, the, the economy struggle because, you know, really the worst thing is what happens with those people who really need um, free meals and they don't qualify? Yeah. You know, so and, like, and like, like of, how that's long, a lot of people. That's yeah, a lot of people. I mean, so it's kind of like, okay, a family that's legitimately needs, you know, their kids to have meals in school, but they don't qualify, and now that family's struggling even more. The student's going to school looking at other kids eat when maybe he's not eating or is struggling. So, well, yeah, so I, I agree. Ho- yeah, hopefully, this gets passed um, nationwide. Yeah, this get passed. Yeah, because they were saying on average, you know, you could say you could say the parent or parent, depending on how the household is made up, um, eight hundred to a thousand dollars a year just on, you know. Just, the money they spend for for those who have to pay for lunch, the money they have to spend for lunch, you know. Right. Um, and they said that it would cover the regular lunch. Now, of course, the the stuff that you know, the snack stuff and everything, you have to pay purchase that still, you know, like you know, yeah, the I drink, mean, but, the sugary drinks and yeah. stuff like that. If you want a soda or something like that, but you know, but I mean, at least but the, the actual basics. lunch, yeah, but the yeah, the actual lunch and so forth. Man, that'd be cool. That'd be, you know, um, I hope all the other states fall in at some point to be able to do that. Of course, the Republican, now this was a Democratic uh, 
vote that that approved mm-hmm. this. Of course, the Republican opponents uh, they had many of those that that were opposed to it, but of course right. it got passed anyway. So, so, but I just thought it was a cool thing. When I heard it on the radio the other day, I, I, you know, I listened to what she had to say and she thought it was cool too. So, um, I just wanted to bring that up and show that, you know, uh, we do have some people that are looking out for those people that are less fortunate. So I, I thought that was a great thing. Definitely. Okay. All right. So Dave, for the next story, and this was a report that came out that said hate crimes increased in several major cities in 2022. So, I mean, that's probably not a a surprise to us, but this is the uh, uh, VOA news and it says from New York to Los Angeles, hate crimes continue to rise in major American cities last year with preliminary police data showing that at least six metropolitan areas recorded levels not seen since the 1990s. So this study was put together by the Center for the Study of of Hate and Extremism at California State University, San Bernardino. Well, they actually have something called that. Yes. It's called the Center The Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is crazy. But anyway. So, you know, it's funny, like I was thinking about it, and I mean, I I won't necessarily read any more because I think we can all, you know, know, nobody has to tell us hate crimes on the rise because, you know, we see it every day. But, you know, it's just curious, and I just want to get your thoughts. Do you think that hate crimes are rising or now they're just recorded more because you know um okay so let's take you remember uh the black bird watcher in new york who was watching birds and the lady with the dog Mm -hmm. if he if he had not recorded that more than likely she would have called the police they would have came maybe they would have taken them to jail maybe they would not have taken them to jail you know we'll never know but since he was able to record that, knowing that she called the police on him, you know, she received, um, I believe, I believe she received like, you know, what she, her action was deemed as a hate crime. And so, you know, that just kind of made me think, okay, are hate crimes going up or are more of them just being caught on video? What, what, what's your thoughts? I actually think it's both. Um, I think they are going up. Um, and more are being captured on video. I mean, you know, anytime anything happens anymore, anymore, people pull out their phones and they start videoing. I mean, you know, so, um, you know, if you, we, you know, at my job, we, we have stuff like that happen all the time. If we've had, uh, we had a white person that came in, uh, you know, with her son last week. And the son wanted to get um, benefits, and he didn't want to wait. He came. He came up to the desk. Um, he jumped in front of a bunch of other people who had already been waiting. To, you know, demanded to be serviced, and 
they told him he had to take a number and, you know, wait his turn. And, you know, of course, the people that were sitting there were all minorities, um, Hispanic. Mm-hmm. There were some Hispanic people and there were some um, black people sitting there. So he said, I don't want to wait. He said, you know, he said, why do I have to wait? And so forth and so forth. And then he said, you know, I need benefits. And then he said, I'm homeless and I need help with that. So they told him, you know, we have two different areas. They told him, well, you can go over and talk to the the emergency service area that can see about helping you with getting some type of shelter or something while we take care of these other people. And when your number is called, you can come back over here. So he goes over and starts talking to them. He didn't like what they had to say. So he starts raising his voice and the security guard had to come over and talk to him. Well, him and his mother decided to leave and on their way out they said I bet you if we were black or Hispanic they would take care of so what does that say that says that you know we we still have problems here um we still have issues um you know no matter how well things may look on the surface people still feel certain ways about not only just blacks and whites, but all types of races, you know, um, you know, how many times and you go in the airport, look, you you go in the airports all the time. How many times does somebody comes through with a turban on people give them a look all the time? Yeah. Yeah. And why you think that is? Cause they were, look, people, <laughs> I've had people tell me, I had people to tell me that they they once refused to get on a plane because a family uh, a family of um, people I think they were Pakistanians or something mm-hmm. like that I think she said got on the plane and she just said she she changed her flight. Yeah, well, I mean, they think about it. Right after nine eleven, like when when flights opened back up, you know how bad it was. I mean. Yeah, I'm sure that a lot of people feel yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. So, and, or, and, or they, and the reason, I'll say, uh, um, what what's the name of your church again? Greater Hope Christian Fellowship. Yeah, so I mean, if you're at Greater Hope Christian Fellowship, and a middle aged white man walks in and sits in the back row, like <laughs> you already know, the whole eyes going to be on him. Everybody's going to turn around and look. Yeah, everybody's going to yeah. turn around and look and say, "Okay, is he lost?" I'm gonna guess you're talking. You're thinking Rodney King, but I'm trying to think that. I, well, to be honest, I mean, we go back civil rights because I mean that stuff is reported. Those are hate crimes. Okay. Right, hold on. Are you talking about going back farther than that? You can go back further. Okay. So let me think. Now, when we say recorded, we're talking about video or just documented. 
<laughs> not literally recorded, okay. but document. Like like okay? a video, a video. No, document. Okay, so like somebody wrote it in the paper, or yeah, or, yeah, yeah, oh. documented. I don't know, Dave. You probably take it back to Jesus Christ, huh, won't you? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> think about it, that was a hate crime. Yeah, I mean because he was put to he was put. You know, there was a choice made. You know, between him and a criminal, and they chose to put him to death right. and let the criminal go free. You know, and what did this man do? He didn't do anything, but he was hated for a couple of different reasons. First, he was Jewish. And then second of all, uh, you know, he was who he said he was. And nobody wanted to hear that because they thought he was lying. So, you know, so that's probably the biggest hate crime ever and the first hate crime ever recorded. And it's been going on since then. So when you look at it, um, when you look at all the different things that have happened over the years, I've been watching uh, a great series called um, The Godfather of Harlem. I don't know if you've ever watched any of this. I have. On, uh-huh. I have. Oh, okay. Um, what's unique about it is the relationship that they are saying, because, of course, you know, some of it's true and some of it's false. Bumpy Johnson and Malcolm X had. Okay. Bumpy Johnson being the main character in the, he was called the Godfather of Harlem. And there's a scene in one of the, one of the shows where, uh, and I don't want to, you know, spoil it if you haven't seen it yet, but where you see Bumpy Johnson kind of saves Malcolm X life. Now, I don't know how true this is, but these people that were trying to kill Malcolm X hated Malcolm X so much that they were willing to go through great lengths to kill him. And they, the people mainly was the CIA, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the, the, the um, ones you trust the most. Yeah. Yeah. The CIA. And of course his former Muslim brothers over at the nation, you know, who wanted to have him killed as well. They felt he would get too big for his bridges, and you know. So, um, so hate crimes can come in any form, any shape, and sometimes it come from you. You know what I mean? So, um, um, so I just think I just feel that, you know, if we have a phone and something's going on that's unjust and hateful, we will pull it out if we're going to record it. And there's a possibility we could see one every day if we really look close enough. Right. You know, so um, did they say we're, we're the main hate crimes were what cities that they were mainly being recorded in? Well, okay. Yep, so New York. Uh, yep, New York. Yeah. They say Philadelphia. Okay. So I guess New York. Oh, yeah, there it is right there. Chicago, yeah. Houston, Philadelphia, Austin, New York, and L.A. Wow. So. Yeah. Uh, no no real surprises there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the cities. 
Northport, Chicago. We've been hearing about that for years. Houston, I can see that as well. Philadelphia, boy, Philadelphia's off the hook right now, man. Yeah. Really is. Yeah. So, and of course, Los Angeles, you know, we've seen it on, look, we've seen it many times on TV and movies and everything as far as what goes on in Los Angeles. So, and New York City, such a transient place. You ever been in New York City walking the streets of New York and how nobody seems to pay attention to anybody else? You ever no, notice that? No, it's like everybody in their own world. Yeah, it's the weirdest place, right? You know, like, you could be here in Delaware. You're walking on a, a busy street in Delaware. You make eye contact with somebody. They will speak. You know, you will speak to them. New York, nobody speaks to anybody. You ever notice that? They're all in their own world. Yeah, I but you know, a lot of those northern, like when we go past Philadelphia, because when I was in Newark, New Jersey, I mean that that was kind of the same. Black people ain't speak, white people ain't speak. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough place to. Yeah, that's a that's a real tough place. And it's Newark, man. You can't say Newark, New Jersey. Yeah, Newark, it's Newark. Newark. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, but. Yeah, um, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon, Leonard. I, th- I fear that it's going to get worse. Uh, I really do. So, um, so here we, you know, so, well, I guess we'll keep an eye on that as things are starting to, uh, well, the the weather's changing. You know, yeah. you know what happens know. when the weather changes. I know, we already know what summertime <laughs> looks like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we already know. So, um, all right. So we're going to move on to our last thing. And um, you guys are listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. Uh, definitely make sure to check us out um, on all our channels and also uh, newsandtrends.com. Don't forget about our, our T-shirts and everything. I've had a couple people inquire uh, about the T-shirts. Um, so, you know, go ahead and hoodies and so forth. I know we can already come out of hoodie season, but, you know, um, they're there for you if you're ready to say I support this program and so forth. Uh, we had a couple new listeners that hit us up in Baltimore recently, too, Leonard. So oh, I just really? wanted to let you know. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, and they really like the show. They actually started binging the show. <laughs> so, oh, so um yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to let you know that. So, all right, well, they um, tell tell them they start binging too much. We got to charge them. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So, Dave's corner, uh, Len's favorite uh, part of the show. Uh, gonna uh, do something a little bit different tonight with Dave's corner, and ask a few questions. And the questions center around this. You can't have them all. One must go. Okay. So I'm just going to throw out a couple things. And Leonard, you tell me which one must go. And I'm going to give you the, um, we had people that took a vote on these categories. And I'll tell you if you match up with what the people are saying should go. Okay. Okay. That's a go. All right. All right. First one. Choose the breakfast food you'd be happy to live the rest of your life without. One gotta go. Here's the choices. Cereal, pancakes, bacon, eggs. One must go. Cereal, pancakes, bacon, bacon or eggs. 
eggs. Oh, you, you come with this zinger, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to say pancakes. Got to go. Okay. All right, now, I'm going to ask you, do you think that's what the voters thought? What did I think voters said? I think yeah. voters said yeah, cereal. You said pancakes. Yep, I think okay. voters said cereal. Okay. And you're right. The voters did say cereal. I'm, I'm always right. <laughs> now, now what, what about you? One guy's to go, your personal opinion. Uh, bacon, because I don't eat pork. Really? <laughs> well, hold on, but hold on. So what about turkey bacon? Well, or, or, or you can do it. Yeah, turkey bacon. Uh, turkey bacon was there. Cereal would be my choice. Okay. All um, right. Because I'm yeah. Because I'm not a big milk person either. So, right. You know, so, um, but cereal was the public's choice. Your choice was actually number two. So, thirty-two percent said cereal. Twenty-three percent said pancakes. So gotcha. you were right in there. You were. So you were right with both of them. Yeah, I mean, oh, they, look at Leonard, look at Leonard, they, y'all. He's coming, he coming out swinging. That's how I do. Okay, he's coming out swinging. Okay. All right, here's the next one. You're never going to be able to eat one of these comfort foods again. One got to go. You ready? Yeah. Burritos. Hold on. You burgers, said dor- Doritos? No, or bur- bur- uh, burritos. You know, like taco Mexican, burritos? Okay. Yeah, yeah, burritos, burgers, french fries, or pizza. I'm going, to, I'm going to put burritos out. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the public said? Burritos. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah and I, that's me too, Leonard. I, you know, uh, burgers, fries, and pizza are standards. You right, exactly. In there, you know? so, right. Yeah, yeah, those are staples. And, yeah. and, and, and burgers, fries, and pizza you can heat up the next day and eat. You mess around, heat up a burrito. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't even pick it up after that. Well, but technically, you don't even have to eat them up because you'll eat them. <laughs> you know, technically, yeah. you know. So, yeah. What, what about right. you? One guy's to go. Your personal oh, opinion. Bur- burritos. Burritos. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm not living my life for burritos. No. Mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Um. All right. Here. Oh, here's a here's a good one. One of these social media apps is exiting your life. Which one gotta go? TikTok. Go ahead. No, hold on, no, no, I didn't know. No, here we go. Let me say what it is. WhatsApp, Twitter, Snapchat, or Instagram? Oh man, that, that's a hard one. Cause I could, I could actually let two go. WhatsApp, <laughs> WhatsApp, and Snapchat. I mean, both of them can kick rocks. Oh, those, are, those are easy. Those are easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So. Which one would be the one you would get let go of the first? So I don't even have Snapchat downloaded. I don't know how I operate it. So Snapchat, I mean, I at least have WhatsApp. Um, I rarely use it. So Snapchat would be the first to go. Believe it or not, um, the public said that would be next to last to go. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, but the the young people love Snapchat. The young people love Snapchat. So so. the first one was WhatsApp. And you 56%. know, that's kind of weird because the times I've been to other countries, they, yeah. they'd be like, "Oh, you have WhatsApp? You have like I went to we went to Mexico and you know, we had like a a dinner reservation. They're like, "Oh, you have WhatsApp? We'll message you when your table's ready." WhatsApp. So it's like you know, internationally, people use WhatsApp a, a lot. Well, yeah, that and Google Meet are probably the two biggest ones that 
But it was only that Twitter guy. It was twenty one percent. But you know, they said Twitter. So. Okay. And of course, the last one was Instagram. Only five percent said they said Instagram. Oh, so, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. I wonder why. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Um, probably great um, realtors on there to sell houses. Probably that's probably what it is. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. I'm not in the housing market, but. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. Say goodbye to one of your faves because one's got to go. Katy Perry, Rihanna, Taylor Swift, Beyonce. Katy Perry, Rihanna. Say them again. Taylor Swift or Beyonce. So I know Rihanna and Beyonce ain't going nowhere. It's it's crazy because I at least know some Katy Perry songs. I couldn't tell you one song that Taylor Swift sang. And I mean, she probably sang them, but I just don't know it's her. But like, Taylor Swift gotta go. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna keep Katy Perry because I I know some of her songs, and when they come on the radio, I sing them to myself. Wait, you know more Katy Perry songs than Taylor Swift? I do. Yeah, Roar got that. Yeah, I love Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son, my son was in love with Katy Perry when he was yeah. coming up, man. Yeah, so. Uh, all right. Uh, well, surprisingly, Katy Perry was the one that had to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. Because I, I don't think Katy Perry, well, I wouldn't even know. But I remember old but, Katy Perry four or five years ago. I don't know if she's yeah. done anything recent. Yeah, well, and she ain't selling what these other three are selling. But Rihanna was too. She was at twenty. She was second at twenty eight percent. So it was twenty eight percent for Rihanna, sixteen percent for Taylor, thirteen percent for Beyonce. So Beyonce was the one that everybody wanted to stay. So, um, so that that's interesting. Okay. All right. Here we go. Greatest rappers. One got to go. All right. B.I.G. Tupac. Eminem. Eminem. Eminem, without a doubt. Really? Eminem. Oh, okay. All right. Dave, what, what, was he in the, he wasn't even on the top rappers list, was he? Yes, was he? yes he was. Oh, he was? Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right. yeah he, was, he was up there, too. Don't, okay. don't get it twisted. He was in the top ten. He was in the top was he 10. in the top ten? Yeah, he was in the top ten. Uh, he shouldn't have been. Uh, okay. All right. What, what, <laughs> you're, what, not what Evan, you're not Eminem. No, I, I, I've never been a fan. When he came out with some shade, I was like, this is corny. <laughs> um, in that group, yeah, I guess I got to agree with you. In that group, um, I would say Eminem, too, in that particular group. But the but the public said, they spoke, and they said, the notor- notorious B.I.G. Who is this public that we Okay. <laughs> uh, at 33%, they said B.I.G. and Tupac wow. was number two. Tupac was next. So there must so be a they, younger generation that wasn't familiar with them. Because if you came up during the Biggie Tupac era... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, 
Jay-Z, of course, was the one that everybody thought was the one that should stay. Okay, here's the last one. Uh, no, next to the last. We got two more, two more. Okay, this one is, here's another big life decision. One's got to go. 40, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, takeaways, Netflix, sex, or a smartphone. Hold on, say, say that. What, what are the options again? Takeaways. What, what is Netflix, that? Netflix. Takeaways is meaning, um, you know, freebies and getting items that, you know, that. Oh, would, you okay. Know, yeah. yeah. Uh, Netflix, sex, smartphone. Well, since I didn't even know what takeaways are, you, you can take them away. <laughs> yeah, the takeaways is, uh, yeah, yeah, that was 47%. Netflix was next, though, 29%. Well, I mean, what you know, you when, was, when you compare, when you compare you to taking away the... your phone or sex. Yeah, yeah. Which one you think was the was the one that people had to keep between phone and sex? So we're so vain now. I'm sorry to say people like keep their phone. Am I right? Wrong? But, That's the way it was. It was the, okay. it was the phone. Yeah. It was the phone. They, by, it was a, a 2% uh, difference. <laughs> it was 13% uh, sex and 11% for the phone. Okay. Oh, wow. so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, All right. And uh, here's the last one. Which of these musicians would be would you sacrifice listening to for the rest of your life? Similar to a question that we did recently. Prince or Michael Jackson? Um, I'll get rid of Prince. Okay. Well, you paid that easy. Okay. That wasn't even a tough choice for you. Huh? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I was never a, a big Prince fan, so that, that made it easy. I mean, I liked him, but I wasn't a, you know, well, you didn't, I, see, you, didn't see, you didn't see what everybody was making the fuss of. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he was good, but you know, Michael got the hits. Yeah, yeah, bro. Prince had some hits too. Though. You can't take that away from him. But he wasn't Michael. I mean, right? Yeah. Ooh, no. Um, and I agree with you. Uh, Prince would have to take his purple self somewhere else. Seventy-five mm -hmm. percent uh, uh, people agree uh, that Prince would be the one that had to take a walk, you know, and, uh, uh, and look, this was out of 101,000 votes <laughs> that voted for that, to, that category. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, um, but I just thought that was pretty cool. Every now and then I'm going to, I'm going to throw those, uh, throw some questions like that out there during day's corner. I just thought it was interesting to see what we, what choices people would make, you know, in certain scenarios. So, um, so I thought that was pretty good to do. So people that were keeping track, you know, if you, uh, if you were following along and you made your choices, if you want to share with us, please feel free to do that and let us know. Okay. All right. I guess that's everything. All right. Um, you got anything you want to add before we sign off, sir? I think that is it. Okay. All right. Um, 
And don't forget, you know, um, tell your friends about our, our me and Leonard's new um, 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 camping ground. the the gnr club down in in Mm -hmm. hudson delaware um uh, houston or houston and look i've always called it houston so i don't know (laughs) your daddy always called him clay i'm gonna call him clay (laughs) you know so so, um but um but yeah definitely um might be something you guys definitely want to check out with and if you are uh booking any weddings or you know, receptions, the hall is a, a nice size. Oh, I've been there at, um, to a couple of, um, different things there for the hall. So definitely you might want to take advantage of, uh, of the situation and check out my man, Leonard and, um, his wife and, you know, black owned people. Let's, let's spend some black dollars. Okay. Yeah. Many, many. Right. Right. So, um, <clears throat> We want to thank you for listening tonight and um, share the show with your friends. Um, let people know um, about news and trends. We, we've had, we really thank the people that listen to us on a regular basis and we definitely want to um, definitely keep opening up. We're God, we're almost a year and a half into our second year, man. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Almost. So yeah. November one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. April. Yeah. Yeah, Around the beginning of April, be eighteen well, months. Real quick, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, thank you for all of our supporters that have been listening to us, and um, we look forward to talking to you again on Friday when we do our weekend roundup. So stay tuned for that, and happy listening. Thank you. Have a great night. Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your hosts, Dave and Lynn.